Hello, my friend. Before we dig into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that I have a brand new free training that I'm coming out with just for you. It is called how to deal with anxiety with your neurodivergent brain. It is an audio training that will come in directly via your podcast app. So since I know you're already a podcast listener, I know that this is going to be an amazing opportunity for you to be able to take this course and really be able to implement it in your life. I'm going to go deeper than what I do go into on this podcast. So in order to get on the wait list for that, it's going to be coming out this week, but to get on the wait list, so you don't miss it, just go on over to joinamanda.ca and you will have the sign in form there where you can put in your email and you'll receive a confirmation from me. Make sure that you confirm that you want to receive my emails and this training will come directly to you right into your inbox. It is going to be a training that is specifically for those of us that have neurodivergent brains. So if you have been diagnosed or you've self-diagnosed as having neurodivergence in any way, having any kind of mental health issues, this training is really going to help you and is going to help you meet yourself where you're at. So excited to bring you this training. Once again, join amanda.ca to get on that wait list. I don't want you to miss it. Let's get into this episode, shall we? Welcome to the Neurodivergent CEO Podcast. I'm Amanda Hess, a certified life and success coach specializing in empowering neurodivergent leaders, CEOs, and entrepreneurs. Ever felt like your achievements didn't line up with your internal struggles? Trust me, I've been there. I couldn't comprehend how I had dedicated so much effort to success only to find myself deeply unhappy while everyone around me perceived me as having it all. But here's the thing, your beautifully unique brain holds the power to transform your perspective and bring happiness and fulfillment into your life. That's why I created this podcast to help you unlock that potential. If you're tired of being on the hamster wheel of your life and yearning to redefine your own version of success, then you've come to the right place. So my friend, Buckle up and get ready because this is just the beginning of an incredible journey. It's time to tune in and explore the extraordinary possibilities together. Hello and welcome to your Monday Mindset. I am so happy that you are here. And today we are going to talk about emotional capacities. So I'm not going to go into great detail because this is your Monday mindset. It's not supposed to be an hour long podcast, but I do want to talk to you about it a little bit because it's something that I brought forward to my clients this week as something that we're going to focus on. It's something that I teach. It's something that is unique in what I teach my clients. And it's something that is uniquely important for those of us that consider ourselves to be neurodivergent in any way. So emotional capacity, and I know I've talked about this on this podcast before, but never really just focus specifically on emotional capacity. Emotional capacity is basically your ability to feel emotion, how much ability you have, how much space you have, how much bandwidth you have for feeling emotion. And what I have discovered over the years through coaching so many of you and through dealing with myself is that when things really start to go sideways, when we start having a brain that starts spitting out a lot of thoughts that we can't seem to contain, when that starts going on, when we start feeling like we are getting crushed under the weight of the anxiety and the panic that we're feeling about how we're not able to fix certain areas in our life, 
What always is happening is there is a reduction in emotional capacity. And I think that it's something that we don't fully understand. I think that it's something that we think is maybe character-based. We think that it might be situationally based, but the truth is that we have a lot of direct control over our emotional capacity once we begin understanding it a little bit better. Emotional capacity is not, it's not your, it's not even your sensitivity. Although certainly if you are more highly sensitive, like many of us are, our emotional capacity will be smaller just by virtue of the fact that we feel emotions so much more intently, intensely than our peers, right? Just the feeling of emotion is so much stronger and so much more difficult to handle. I think about when I was a kid and the way that I would interact with my parents and their complete inability to cope when they could see that I was completely unable to deal with the emotions that I was feeling because they were really taking over and I was reacting to them in such a specific way. So that's why I really wanted to bring this to you on a Monday. And I think a Monday is such a great time. I think you can literally bookend your week with this. And I know I have an episode called bookending your week. You should go listen to it if you haven't already. But when you start considering where is my emotional capacity out today, you can ask yourself that question and just rate it on a scale from one to 10, right? One being low, 10 being high. What's my emotional capacity? And I think that when you do that, you'll get a real sense for where you are on a regular basis. If you asked yourself that every week, you would start understanding what your baseline is, what your baseline temperature is when it comes to emotional capacity. What we tend to do is to actually just be in a state where we're kind of running away from it, or we are covering our eyes and trying not to look at it because we don't want to know because we don't want to have to deal with it if we can't cope. And the idea of not coping or getting to a place where we can't cope is so scary for us. We don't want that. We want to be able to handle it, which is a lot of the time why we will say things like, I'm fine. Oh, it's all right. I'll figure this out. I'm going to, I dealt with this before. I'm going to be fine. None of those statements are wrong or untrue, but they don't give us the skills that we need to be able to keep doing the things we want to be doing. Because of course we can all shut down or react or have all the things that happen to us. And we've all had that experience. But what I would like for you is to have more direct control over your life. I would like for you to be in the driver's seat of your life. And in order for you to be in the driver's seat of your life, we really need to start understanding that the number one thing that we always address every day is emotional capacity. If you can start approaching your life from this, like from this way, if you can start looking at your life through this lens, what you will start discovering is that there are definitely very direct things that you can do on a hourly, daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis that are going to grow emotional capacity without you having to fix anything in your life. And I think it's a very empowered place to be because oftentimes we can't either, we have no control over what we want to fix, which is other people, right? How other people engage with us, like parents, partners, siblings, friends, coworkers, bosses, the whole shebang. And then the other part of that is, is the things that go on in our life that really just, we don't have control over things like COVID having happened, things like getting sick, things like getting fired, things like friends 
disappearing and we don't know why all of these things, you know, your partner cheating on you, anything like that, we can start believing that our life would be better if these things weren't happening or if they would happen either, or right. If I did make the money or sign the clients or had that best friend or whatever it is that we think we should have. And it is the lie that our brains are telling us. And yes, we can use thought work to start creating more of what we want in the world. And that is a big part of what I do with my clients. But for today, what I am talking about is something that it comes first because feeling is something that you're always going to do. And you are going to feel positive and negative emotions all the time. That is also true. So if that's the case, then growing emotional capacity is always a good thing and always an excellent place to start. Because I think sometimes if we ask ourselves, how do I make myself feel better? That can be hard because we don't know. Maybe we just can't figure out what that would even look like, or we feel so bad that getting out of that bad feeling seems like a mountain that we can't even climb because we don't have the energy to climb it. And instead, I think it's really asking yourself, what would I do today? What could I do today that would grow my emotional resilience? What can I do today? to have that impact? What can I do to grow my emotional capacity? And there's five things that I focus on in my practice. Okay. The first thing is silence. The second thing is senses. The third thing is nature. The fourth thing is cardio. And the fifth thing is community. Now, I think what I'm going to do actually is I'm going to break that into the five pieces and put them all on this podcast so that we can get a sense for all five. So you can look forward to the next episodes that I do on this podcast being in relation to those five things. And the other thing that I want you to know is that you can use one of them. You can use a combination of them. You can use all of them, but you don't have to use all of them. And we want to break this down into little tiny bite-sized pieces. What we don't want to do is go, I need to have things like this. I need to have this specific space where I can go meditate. I need to have this going on in my life. I need to make sure that I'm seeing these friends and become very rigid in the way that we set this up. What this really needs to be is a layering. If you think of a layering, you know, it's interesting. I was looking at a post that I saw on Facebook. So I'm in this adult figure skating group and they were talking about a skate and this particular skate was starting to lift at the heel and something that I didn't know, and maybe I should have known it. Listen, I don't know. (laughs) is that the soles of figure skates are leather. They're not wood. They look like wood. Okay. So it's not my fault. (laughs) I didn't know they weren't wood. I don't know how they would even shape wood. When I think about it, it makes no sense. Of course it's leather. It's like a shoe, but the heel of the skate is, it looks like, it looks like wood and it's actually layers of leather. And you know, you need to condition them and take care of them and what have you. But that is the truth is that it's layers of leather. So then if you think about building your emotional capacity, we are talking about layers of growing emotional capacity. We are building the layers. And I know that sometimes when I'm coaching someone, or even if you're listening on this podcast, I will suggest things to you and you'll go, yeah, yeah, I'm already doing that. And I understand you might be already doing it. I get it, but the intentionality of it is not there. And that is what is actually more important than anything is 
understanding why you're doing it. So sometimes what we'll do is we'll be like, I meditate, I go for walks, I take time to myself, I make sure that I go to bed early, I get eight hours of sleep, and I still feel like shit. Because my husband still did cheat on me and my life still does suck, let's say. So if you're in that situation, it can seem like anything that I am trying to coach you through is useless because you've already tried it all and I get it. But what you're doing is you're not looking at it as layers that we're adding to increase emotional capacity. So if you start really thinking, I take a bubble bath at the end of my day, instead of falling into a bottle of wine and watching Netflix, because it allows me to grow my emotional capacity. So I'm doing it for my mental well-being. I'm doing it so that I am not as reactive to my emotions. I'm doing it so that I have more space to feel because I don't want you to walk away from this podcast or walk away from coaching with me thinking that what's supposed to happen is I'm always supposed to feel good. That is not true. And that is not real life. And if that is what you're searching for, you are going to be in a very difficult position for your whole life because it's not the way life works. And instead it's about really being able to feel. And then once we're able to feel and we can grow our emotional capacity to be able to have that feeling, then we can go out in the world and we can start changing some of the relationships that we have, changing our thinking, changing the way this goes on. Now, listen, this isn't like one or the other. Usually when you're coaching with me, you're going to be working on all of these things at once. But I always start here. You know, when a client comes on a call with me and they are losing it, this is where we go back to because these are the basics and we need to be working on these layers. We need to think about, am I having any silence where I am being the boss of my brain? Am I building community? Am I finding spaces and places to connect with other humans that are like-minded in certain areas so that I can start building my community of people that are a net positive as I add them into my life? Am I looking at my senses? Am I experiencing my senses on purpose? Am I thinking about my sense of smell, my sense of sight, my sense of touch, my sense of sound, right? Am I looking at those and am I purposefully creating pleasurable experiences to ground myself in that? Am I getting outside? Am I going into nature? Do I have nature inside? How do I incorporate more nature into my life? How do I increase my cardio? Where do I go to get my heart rate up? How do I do that in a way that is a positive experience for me? Is it running? Is it biking? Is it walking? Is it swimming? Is it dancing around your kitchen? It doesn't have to even be exercise, okay? But it's about getting out of your head and into your body. These things will have a significant impact as you continue to work on the layering of it. And continue to understand that you're a human and you're going to lose sight of this. And then what we do is we pull it back in. It's very much a dance, as I've talked about on this podcast many, many times before. So we're just working on putting this dance together. But what I want you to take away from this podcast today is my number one thing when everything feels like shit is to grow my emotional capacity. That is where I start. I start with growing emotional capacity. You got me. All right. That is what you're going to do. And if you're not hundred percent sure on how to do that, you're going to keep listening because I'm going to go through all five of these categories on this podcast so that you understand which each of them is. And then also 
Don't forget, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, go to joinamanda.ca so you can register for my free training that I'm going to be doing later this month. So today, as I'm recording this, it's October 23rd. So I should have it done by the end of the week. You can get on the wait list, go to joinamanda.ca. It's going to be a mini course on how to deal with anxiety with your neurodivergent brain. We are going to get into this part of it, growing your emotional capacity, but I'm going to give you all of the different things that are required for you to be able to have a better experience with that. Okay, my friend, that is what I've got for you today. I really seriously would love to connect with you on Instagram. So if we're not friends already on Instagram, come on over, send me a follow at the neurodivergent CEO, and I will try to make sure to follow you back. Send me a message. Tell me what impact this is having on you. Tell me what comes up for you, what thoughts you have, what objections you have. I want to know. I really want this to be as much of a conversation as possible. All right, my friend. That's it. That's it for Monday. I will see you here on Thursday. Talk to you then. Bye.